Hey, this is Maurice uh, with another edition of Post Tweet. We are recording live from the beautiful city of Denver where it is raining. Hello and hey there, this is Moises. And we are joined by some of my favorite Post Tweet folks. I mean, they're all my favorites, but Allegedly. I know. These folks are courageous enough to come on the podcast, so I'm here for it. So who is in the room today? Oh, uh, Dominique. Uh, I was in first couple. Are you trying to butch up your voice? No, I'm just trying to make sure I project is all. Because I listened to the first two. And I wasn't that clear last time. She so returned. She returned. Let's go for a radio voice. No. Um, yeah, I was in the first couple and I can't wait to get opinionated and sassy. So yeah. <laughs> she returns and she's better than ever. Who else is in the house? Uh, my name is Jordan. My first time on the on the podcast. Happy to be here. Thanks, guys. Yay. Happy he's birthday! A, he's losing his virginity. Oh, it's my birthday today. Happy birthday! Oh, happy birthday. Do you have any good, you have any good plans for birthday? No, this is pretty much it. It just kind of happened. There, there just happened to be a post twink on my birthday, and so I was like, hey, because I didn't beautiful. have anything to do. Most of my friends are out of town in the summertime because they have weird jobs where they're they're elsewhere. So this sounds like a good birthday so, to me, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I'm super stoked. <laughs> Who else Oh, I am also Jordan. Another Jordan. It's also my first podcast. Yay, Jordan! Hey, I'm JC. I'm a post week. <laughs> yeah. I love her. Can so you please state like your full name for the record? So we're like a post Jay-C. No, like your full name, because it's Ain't so Ain't nobody cool. using government names here. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> like right this name. This is going on the We are the underground. we are discreet over here. How long you been gay? <laughs> so yeah, we got a little orgy happening in the house right now. So, uh, but our topic today, I guess we wanted to explore, talk about, um, I guess polyamory and non-monogamy. Um, and so yeah, I know it's kind of a big, wide open topic, but I don't know, poly. I feel like all the, I, mean, I feel like all the queens, all the queers, all the queens and all the queers. That's my new phrase. All the queens and all the queers. Yeah. Everybody is very, everybody's like poly this, poly, 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 open, open, open. So I don't know. Our community is very, uh, I don't know, embracing of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like our community also has a lot of traumas around um, the different ways in which it's practiced. So. Ooh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to the shit. To be honest, so earlier at the happy hour, so we do happy hour, and this is like part two of the happy hour, but uh, I brought up, I just kind of, I feel like negotiating, navigating the dating spaces, that I feel like a lot of poly folks tend to only or mostly be into people, other people who are like partnered. Hmm. I feel like it can be at times challenging if you're a single person who's like open to poly or poly friendly to like, I don't know, actually be able to like, you know, get a foot in the door if you it seems like a lot of poly folks or non-monogamous folks are looking for other people who are partnered. So I don't know. Right. I'm gonna open that up because that could just be like my, I don't know, jadedness or my experience. I don't know if it's a particular universal, but is it? Yeah. I mean I'm not gonna say I have a lot of experience in polyamory, but I think that uh, I think that, that just makes sense on a logical level, you know, where yeah. Well, if you're if you're gonna be in a polyamorous relationship with people, you know you you want you want that relationship to be with people who understand uh, what's going on, who know where you're coming from. And so if if you've got two polyamorous couples versus you know a polyamorous couple just bring in like a, like a third person in, you know they might not necessarily. Where, so, it, it's, where does that come from? Because I don't have problems. Do you not? Do you not? I, I don't know. This is, I'm just yeah. guessing. I'm just spitballing. Here's my here. theory. I mean, and I, I think so, A, I want to first celebrate, like, the oh. queer and gay community for being, like... Say queens and queers. Queen, for the queens and queers, for, like, being the, like, doing polyamory first and better. I don't know. Like, we do a lot of things great. And I, and so I think that's a piece as well, but so compliment and then critique. So (laughs) I think the other piece though is too, is there's still a lot of misinformation, unknowingness, um, questions around what that actually looks like. I mean, when you talk 
and, and, but also because there's also a lot of variety, right? Like polyamory oh, and non-monogamy mm-hmm. are both umbrella terms mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for Maybe. relationships that can be defined in in a, I mean hundreds of different ways in terms of what they both agreed on, what what are in contracts, and what have you. And and so I, and and to get back to the question, I think it is slightly easier for people who are in polyamorous relationships or non-monogamous relationships to connect with people who are in similar situations, right. whether it's with them as a couple or with, with right. one person of that couple, because you don't have to go through the whole like, well, let me explain to you the philosophy of like love Did and polyamory. In 2017, is there anybody who does not have the general outline of what polyamory is? Oh, there definitely are. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Most of my most of my friends are straight, well, yeah, and, and they don't. Well, girl, they also they are don't practitioners of the arts. Well, yeah, yeah but they don't understand. Me. I mean, I, I'm not saying that straight people don't get polyamory or whatever. Because it's I called mean, swinging. Straight people invented swinging, right? I guess. <laughs> well, no, it's just but, if you put it in the terms of polyamory, then their mind goes into identity politics and whatever doesn't make sense to them. Exactly. Say swinging, they start thinking about. They start thinking about Mormons. Basically, the same thing, Ooh. but just their version. I'm gonna disagree with you. I feel like swimming is a practice. Yes, that's a good point. Right. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's sim- not like you're in a relationship though. with multiple people. You're just, you know. In terms of, in terms of my world, I would say in terms of like polyamory, non-monogamy tends to be um, pretty pervasive amongst my the queens and the queers that I mm-hmm. am in community with and the straight folks. Like, oh, I, yeah, I, I I would agree with that. Maybe not so much with the polyamory stuff. Oh, for me, it's both. With, with the idea of, of non-monogamy of, of, or swinging, if you will. But it's definitely something I experience a lot with, uh, with a lot of straight people that I know, for sure. But I think it also comes from, and, and not, not that I know you all like all that well, but also I think you all are informed of that information from, as you are in positions of trust. Um, and in thinking about the ways that non-monogamous relationships are talked about in public health settings, in the media, and all of those places, like everywhere else that other folks may be getting information, um, or and that we are getting information, like it's not normal. Like it's not mm-hmm. normalized by any means. And even like joked at and like made fun of. Like The Onion released like an article about like. Oh, like Tiffany's is releasing like a three wedding band ring or whatever. It was a a joke, but it was also, but I was, but in the same regard, I was like, but that's not a joke. No, no, it actually happens. Like that's real. And little do you all know, Tiffany, like, totally does. (laughs) Sometimes people buy three rings because they all belong with each other. Like get over it. No, no, you're you're right. I had a a friend and we were, um, at this event, um, we were vending um, for this event together and, um, I had made a joke with her, my straight female friend, and I was like, oh, she like called her husband a little bit, and I was like, oh God, don't tell him you and me, because I don't, I don't need no big dudes coming to my door trying to beat me up, I was like, you know my wife, and she was like, oh, he's fine, shut up, he knows about you, and then she goes, and plus, you know, she's like, oh, you shouldn't have a problem with it, and then, and then she goes out and uses the kind of like, I like the standard language of uh, polyness, and then she's like, you know, our relationship, you know, we both trust each other, uh, we come to each other as who we are, we come to each other as full human beings, like, da 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 we do a lot of check-ins, and it's just kind of like the, all the poly language about, you know, relationships and love is about trust, and each day we're a new person, and our union, our bond, is, you know, all these mm-hmm. kind of things, and I just look at her, I was like, so you have so, a relationship, so, you're poly or something? So, I, I was joking, But I then they like, don't like that word, and, right? and, and she, no, no, she looked at me, and she was like, got really quiet, she was like, looked around, I was like, you know, yeah. And, um, and I was like, and she had this whole thing, and I was like, okay, no, that was a lot of gym. She had a whole thing about it, and I was like, everybody's calling. It's funny. I'm, because I'm, you don't know who you can trust with that information. Ooh. Exactly, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, because there is, uh, there's this kind of intersection here with religion that I'd like to bring up for a minute. I have a lot of uh, Mormon friends uh, that I actually met, like, through online gaming, like my old guild in World of Warcraft was just a bunch of Mormon people they, who lived yeah. uh, in Utah. They all know each other. And well, none of them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, none of them actually have multiple wives because that's, I think it's illegal in the U.S. Sure. But... <laughs> well, <laughs> that is a fact. That, yeah. Which it does not stop people. But, it, well, that's the thing. It doesn't. But it, over the course of, I knew these people for like 10 or 15 years and just watching the way that their, all of their relationships uh, uh, evolved mm-hmm. and where one person would 
you know, two people would be together and then they'd be with this other person and, oh, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. And just this, this real back and forth yeah. of, uh, I, I don't really know what my point was there, no, but, you're... but there, there's a religious angle to the, to the polyamory well, thing because I it's just, something more about, yeah. right. so I guess I grew religious, part of my family's religious practices, um, is they were, um, for some people having multiple, like, partners is not a, it's like really no, normal yeah, it's not, yeah. Like, it's not an exotic concept. Exactly. Like, my friends and I thought it was all scandalous, but it was just, like, perfectly normal for all of them. And then we'd see these pictures they post uh, on Facebook or whatever where they were all getting together for, like, a, a big pancake breakfast at a restaurant oh, or, yeah. or something like that. And it's Poly all... It, exactly. But, but it was just, like, perfectly normal uh, uh, behavior for them. Well, and I think the other And these are not queer people, by the way. Oh yeah. Well, and I think these are very, very straight people. Yes. Well, and and I think the other thing that's and not to be like all like Tumblr history colonization, man, <laughs> whatever. But like as a human like species, whatever, we oh. have a history of non-monogamy. Technically, monogamy is a newest practice of uh, partnering on It is. Exactly. And it's, it's actually not the most popular even today. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think they're... It's a product of feudalism. The fact that there's so much stigma or that folks feel so uncomfortable personally talking about this, or even even in terms of like talking, talking about it when we're making policies, when we're talking about public health strategies, it, it, really, it really dictates to me that um, that there's a lot of growth that needs to happen. Oh, absolutely. Um, but people say that it's the next wave. People people say it's the next wave. I have the wave was already here. It's here, but like I, I was in San Francisco two years ago. Are all of you people? Are you poly people? Are you taking all the available men? Because I am out here single in the street, and there ain't a man to be found. Because all you damn poly tribe have usurped. Let's the available population. Every, and you always hear other people who are partnered. <laughs> I'm gonna get to the shit. Everything old That's, is new again. But see, know? here's here's the here's the. What thing. about the fact that there are is, no more men left? No, this is how um, a lot of polyamorous or even like even like kind of three way situations happen around here. Is like this neighborhood it, or my block? Ah, both. <laughs> it both. Is <laughs> um you gotta have bait. What the hell are you talking about? Bait. Bait usually bait. involves either um mostly weed, weed, or you have someone what else, else who brings thing? in the other person. That's usually how it works around here. Is that you have something up? that yeah, or and it does lead to um a three-way relationship where people are like they find each other and they're actually comfortable. With multiple occasions where they, you know, don't so have, have sex you, and stuff. Is that like, is that your like? Have you been a part of a lot of couples before? Or oh yeah, like Were that. You baited? Yeah. That's oh what my gosh. No, because to be baited would mean that I was tricked. Uh, uh, I knew fair, I was. Fair. Fair. You knew what was up. <laughs> you knew what you were getting into. I'm here for that, and I'm just gonna say, on the, on the record, mm. that like our queer sisters. Do this so much better than do the you really think so? I mean, the ones that I know. I feel like I feel like they're poly for three years. Oh, and then there's a disruption. <laughs> I feel like, people, like I met people do the poly thing. They're poly and free and proud for a good. They read that book, cunt. <laughs> they're poly free for three and a half, maybe four years. Then there's whole. Then there's a breakdown in some tribe, and half the people leave and become monogamous, and literally usually get married in a year. And that happens, and I think that's. But you know what? While they're in that, while they're in that moment, they're more organized, True. more communicative, True. more like honest and real about this shit than half of these gay men who are yeah. just like, we would like to have a threesome, and then yeah. and, and instead it's like this whole bait and switch moment. Yes, the because like, like you have no idea how many times you will get onto a an app and you're talking to like a like a younger guy and he's like you know like hispanic or something and he's like oh hey like i have a friend and we would all like to play together and it's like okay and then let me see that's a picture of your friend no 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 because that sounds the, honest. their friend is old enough to be your dad oh. surprise <laughs> surprise well, that's a whole different thing yes that's what happens is that 
his little 20-something-year-old person goes on Grinder and is like, hey, I have someone else that you want to play with. Okay. And then you find out it's this older dude. So that you see that all the time. It happens a lot. People use you. younger kids. No, people use younger people to bait other people mm -hmm. in. And then little that's, things develop from that. That's worth that's, that's right. it. No, it happens a lot. No, it's definitely worth acknowledging. It's definitely worth acknowledging that that's a thing, but it's not really it's like the trigger of it. It right. can be it's more because there's a lot of people that I know that have met that way. So yeah. and this is but wouldn't, so, no, wouldn't no, you no, rather so that they be more I'm, straight up with I'm it? Gonna, straightforward. Like I want to, I want to acknowledge that's like a real thing. Yeah. But I think like in particular we're talking about is I think the politics of like three way hookups, and I don't know that we can necessarily say that like that is like a definitive character of oh, polyamory. Yeah. Or non-monogamy as a whole. Well, right, like yeah, right. Like it that, falls um, under the umbrella, but yeah. I mean, it's so it's the definition of polyamory. Let's, let's we got we got Merriam-Webster in the room. Yes, so. polyamory: the philosophy or state of being in love or romantically involved with more than one person at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think sometimes we're talking about different things, though, too, like polyamory. Mm -hmm. So there could be this rom romantic and like love component, and then there's a sexual component. Yeah. So I just think like. Right. You were separate saying, like, things. Or sisters, or like, what is that? Is that like a deeper connection with love and intimacy, or you know, like is that our own problem? With being right. Well, so no, where, where does the line get drawn? JC, I just want you to like talk to me always. <laughs> <laughs> so wise, so wise. Very. But I also think that that's the kind of like, what do we think of polyamory? No. So like, are we talking so about just, just being an open relationship? Or are we talking about? being connected and in love with multiple right. partners, either individually or in the What I think what I like about polyamory or the idea of, or maybe the era that we live in, and yes, poly is nothing new. It is a, the most ancient tradition of all cultures mm -hmm. across the globe. Yeah. That's the documentation that's there. Mm -hmm. The receipts that are in your DNA. I mean, yeah. that's how Absolutely. it is. But I feel like what I like about, I think, this age where people are maybe less afraid to be open about their polyness, or that the fact that they are, or that we're out there, or that we know poly, the poly people walk amongst us, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what it is. But I think that by this idea of like liberating, or the poly awareness, whatever's happening in culture right now, is that it's like liberating the idea of love and the possibility of love. That it doesn't have to be just like one person, or it doesn't have to be like, the prince and the princess and the house. Love and it's true. And like, and like a long mortgage for the ring and a mortgage for the house. But I like the idea of like how do we, what I think is challenging that it can be, I think what I like of the part is I, like, I like the idea that there are more possibilities out there mm -hmm. than yes. what I can maybe see with my own eye. The possibility yeah. of love, yes. you know, it can be one person, it can be a couple, it can be a, a community of people so that love is not limited. Sure. Or it's, I feel like it's been set free, or maybe my idea of love has been set free by this kind of poly movement. And so I like the idea that, like, as a human being, like, what the needs are for my heart can be many things. Right. Oh, I think exactly. <laughs> definition of love is different, too. I think everyone, I think there is no one definition. I think everyone, like, I mean, like, you can't be inside anyone else's yeah. head, so yeah, first of all, definition is different. Um, but no, I was also going to say that I think, like, as far as, like, the polyamory thing would go, I like the idea. But I think that if you get close enough to one person, this is my own personal opinion, it can be difficult to like do it with a clear conscience. And there's not, not, that, there's, not that there's anything wrong with it necessarily, not, even if the other person isn't holding it against you, even if it's mutual, if you're really close with that person, you're getting action elsewhere, I could feel like, I feel like it could hurt you from where else. And I, and, sure. And yeah. I think, and I think, and I, I absolutely agree with you, but I think so much of that has been socialized into us mm -hmm. as, um, you know, folks who are living in this culture that we do, that like, if you're not practicing monogamy, something must be wrong with you. Right. Or you are this like deviant, or oh my gosh, I'm doing this thing that is not common. Like, something's wrong in the relationship. Right, like, oh, I'm, like, I must be doing this for a reason. Like, or no, it's actually because love is not a finite resource and manifests right. its way and it manifests itself in different ways constantly Absolutely. with different people and and I can't I guess and this is my and this is my argument I guess with monogamy I mean just the fact that you from I guess for me like that if, if I'm to believe that love is this finite resource and and I'm just supposed to pour into this one person this one other human being like mm -hmm. oh my gosh it's so much like it's so intense well um, for them in terms of, of like taking that on and like 
holding that and, you know, hopefully treating me well or what have you. Um, and, but, and, but then I know in reality, that's not how I deviate. That's not how I distribute my love. Right. I love my, I love, I love my friends in a certain way, certain friends in other ways, certain friends and what have you. I love my family in a completely different way. And, and I think there's just so much more room for flexibility around yeah, that. And, yeah. Yeah, and, well, I guess, and, and, and we are conscious of polyness in, and that's maybe it's hard for me because I, I guess I'll say it again. I guess I come from a community like my family upbringing, like, I was never told that, like, I can only have one partner. It was, I know that society, America said that, but it just, in the particular community that we come from, and I come from our, what we rely on for faith and spirituality, it was literally, like, never, mm -hmm. so, like, you can only love one person at a time. It never, like, you can have love a person, or two people, right. or three people, or... Regardless of gender as well. So is this, well, no, because this is Islam you're talking yeah. about, right? I love how you just want to put all my shit out there. Yeah. So I'm just, I don't know. Well, but I, I just I'm just asking, it's, it's, like, it, like, is that a white man? I'm telling everybody that I'm a black Muslim. <laughs> no, uh, but I guess like part of my family is Muslim, right? And whatever it is, and so I'm not going to get into like the gender, but no, yeah, people's yeah. ideas about the gender politics. It's another conversation about. I'm just saying, as a person, as a as a man who was raised in a Muslim family, like you know, my uncles, grandparents, whatever, Muslim. Um, it was said you can have one person. We recommend people have one partner, but you can also have two partners, or mm. you can have three partners. Yeah. Um, in, order to, in, in order to do that, you need you know these are things you need to do in order to make sure mm -hmm. you can do that. So right, I guess as a, which I think is great. With that as a core concept, I think my notion, and I wasn't aware of this till recently, I was looking at that my notion of love wasn't necessarily like, do you want to be with one person? Do you want to be with two people? Do you want to be with three people? It was never like yeah. you can only be with one person, and so. I think that, like, depending on, like, the, maybe the narrative that you are with, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm curious, like, if people who are raised Mormon feel the same way that I do. So I guess, like, for me, like, there was yeah. never, um, because I grew up, you know, in America, in the culture, like, I would, like, dream that one person when I was maybe, like, a tween or, like, 12 or 13 or 14 or whatever. But um, as I got older and I began to meet folks, you know, the 90s, the uh, rave culture, whatever. Plur, plur, I still believe it. I, mean, I still believe in plur. Like, <laughs> like, like club kids and stuff. No, you yeah, always yeah. things. And so, like, early on, I was, you know, I, yeah. I was meeting people, you know, who were, like, I had open relationships with multiple partners, and it was just, like, young people, people my own age, people on the party scene. Also, like, you know, we have family friends who were like, no, oh, I'm bisexual, I've got a husband and a wife. And, like, you know, 15, you're like, okay, you know. So because of and your... Like, and, like, all the adults are just like, okay, that's just this person. Okay, fine, right. you know. They make, you know, whatever. And so you're just like, okay, that's just what... I just learned or what I've experienced. And I've been friends with people who have had, like, very, a lot of very interesting um, and unique types of relationships, partnerships, agreements, practices, mm -hmm. or whatever. And so that I just feel that, like, love is... Um, Love the choice, mm. what you choose to do with your love and how you want to manifest sure. that. Ooh, yes. um, and yeah. so, and that people make all kinds of choices. And even as somebody who is, you know, um, single and like, you know, a queer man in the city and all these things, um, I don't know, I think like what kind of maybe the shrink is that, you know, is that there is a poly movement that we are in. I feel the the wave of a sexual revolution, uh, maybe for our, you know, maybe like our time period. Mm. Um, and that, you know, it doesn't, I mean, as much as it, I mean, as much as it's hard about politeness and, you know, there, I mean, let's be real, like, kind of what, I mean, what, what Dominic was hitting on earlier, like, there are people who, like, whose relationships are failing miserably, and they are letting other people, you know, in for, like, an experience or a long haul mm -hmm. in order to try to make it work, and it doesn't. To sustain. Right. Yes. Um, and I, th I think we can all easily identify those instances and those people yeah, among yeah. us. Um, but I feel like maybe what we don't talk about is that there are people who, like, also have friends who have been poly in long-term relationships. Uh, One partner eight years, the other partner five yeah. years. And, like, it's, it's a people do. It's beautiful. Yeah, Polly love is sustainable. Absolutely. I just want to know why they only see, date people who are part, not people who are ah! Now, your culture sounds amazing. I, I have a good one, too. I'm not knocking it. Um, just very beautiful. That was a hell of a opener, girl. Where are you going next? No, um, I, I, I come from a Jewish family now. Um, and I love the culture. No, I'm not a family, am I? 
What? No. No, 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 no. No, that's not that's not something I've heard anyway. Uh, my family doesn't practice really. They never really did. I mean, I have my I'm separate. Pretty, I'm pretty separate from them at this point. But um, no, uh, I'm not like disconnected. Anyway, um, what I'm what I'm saying is. There's a strong guilt factor. You have your original thought process, and the process then there's the council inside your head. It sounds like really crazy, but it's not. But it's, like, it's, just, it's just like it's like a lot of overthinking is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of, okay, is this okay? Is it, does this sound right? Is this going to work? You know, it's a lot of that. You're raised kind of to believe that everything that goes around you, and I'm not blaming my parents or anyone else for this um, or anything, but there's a lot, there is kind of like an attitude that if something goes wrong, around you, it's your fault. Even if you're not part of it, it's right. one of those things. So there's a strong guilt factor. <laughs> and hard. there's a lot of, um, well, there's just a lot of, there's just a lot of that. So I definitely, so what I was saying earlier about like the whole guilt thing around like if you're really close with one person and you're also doing the poly thing, I definitely was not knocking that. I was speaking from my own personal perspective. Oh yeah, no, usually yeah. And um, I was like, keep it off, okay, so, but also too. So my family, other than my family, is like just a regular American Southern black family, and um, my father will never hear this, but um, <laughs> I'm not saying every Southern family is like this, every Southern man is like this, but like a lot of men in my family, mm -hmm. and I'm very, I'm using very loose emphasis on polyness, so people on Tumblr, chill. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I know lots of men and uncles who, you know, they have their wife, yes. and they have, you know, their mistress. Sure. Yes. They've been mistressing separate families for... across town. They have their wife and their kids, and they have the one that they also see who everybody knows for seven years. Sure. Been married to wife for ten years, and it's like this public secret. But it's like maybe sitting there, like I don't know why you're on polyamorous because clearly you and I have two partners. Right. They for know shame. each other. For they shame. know each other. We just all we just all and they so agree to talk about it. Yeah. Everybody in the community knows. You know what I mean? Like, what you're doing is there. No, and I've so heard. Why are they exactly. Yeah, it's not. I think it's like, why are you not open? Because you're clearly already polyamorous. I've heard so but many I also think stories. There's so much that. pressure. Cultural. Like, think about, like, traditional marriage. Like, how long did it take to be able to just gay one, you know, marry one other man? The 70s. You know, two men married <laughs> Please. Together, let alone this idea of, like, three people being together or four people being together. Like, it's just, oh. it's not accepted in so many oh, different arenas. And so yeah. even if you're, you know, even if you're talking about, you know, your experience in growing up and how open everything was, yet people were still oh, yeah. not wanting to necessarily be out about it. And a lot of that is just the constraints. I mean, most polygamists aren't, aren't, I mean, most polygamists aren't out about it, and I would advise you not to not. I mean, I think one thing that has not been said, which I think is important to say, like, non-monogamy and polyamory, I mean, I think as we've been talking about it, it should be consensual amongst all parties mm -hmm. and clearly involves oh, yeah. high levels of communication, right? And yeah. I and I guess I also, based on in talking a little bit about both of like our 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 experiences and our history, I think it's also important to point out, and I'm sorry to be like the little optimist in the corner, but the, but the <laughs> that's literally I the am in the corner. <laughs> um, but that, um, that there has been a lot of progress, right? Like, I remember when I was younger and I would hear about people who were in open relationship and it was like the big drama. Like, we would talk mm. about these gays, like these older right. gays, like who were like pseudo famous. We'd be like, oh, girl, did you hear they're in an open relationship? Oh my God. Oh, that's awful. And maybe I was just young, you know, maybe that's what young people do. But I also feel like nowadays online, I guess this is the most like, a step away that I can like actually analyze it. Like online, you see a lot more people Mm -hmm. who are identifying themselves as in open relationships, hmm. polyamorous relationships, there's um, um, surveys on different dating websites that are inclusive of those kinds of questions, and in a way that like our parents and our grandparents never would have seen, yeah. could have seen, right. or even experienced, well, for, for lots of reasons. Being able to just like, hopefully our relationships can be like better in a sense, like we're more open and we can talk about stuff and we're choosing something. It's not like, you know what, I love you, and I also have a greater capacity to love, and there's other people out there, and I connect with them, and so like just being able to have 
those open conversations, yeah. hopefully. Well, I, don't and know, know. I guess we're not saying that like everybody needs to be poly or not monogamous. No, no, no. Yeah, I guess I think maybe to go back around like this whole idea in terms of like in European culture, like we see monogamy being instituted on a mass scale of the fewest era. Yeah, it's essentially your your wife is literally your property right, right. because if she has children with another man, like it creates this whole dispute like, about yeah. land and property. And I guess, like, what, like, I want to talk about like the role that like maybe reason why I'm pro or like poly friendly or pro it or love to see it in action is I think this idea of um, opening up like what it means to date someone or be into someone and like maybe break up the ideas of like ownership. Right. Um, because I would say like one of the things like you know the dating world is a thing. That, is, um, yeah. To hear we're critiquing capitalism. I'm here well, for no. this. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. So one thing here is like oh, I want to have somebody to call my own, and da 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 yeah. da. Like, and I you know meet a lot of guys who are like, yeah, I need to get. I'm, I'm looking for a husband. Da, 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 da. You know, they they heteronormative. They're looking. <laughs> they're looking for titles yeah. and possession, mm -hmm. and you're like, so you're not looking for me. Yeah, you're not looking for me. You just right. want like to insert a husband, and you can like own shit with yeah. you can like you know it's just interesting like this idea of like um what can love be if it, it's not like this idea that like love is a choice like i should be because i enjoy you and not like you're my boo you're not my babe you're not your, my like, i own you know what i mean like, like, yeah. we just talk i about think i, I, I want a love of my own i right. want to have a love why can't we just Right. So I think part of I think part part of that is personal and part of it is cultural and part of it is uh, is biological. That leads into the other thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, the the scientific term for infatuation is limerence. That Ooh. when you get like butterflies in your stomach, when you're in that relationship where like you you can't. Uh, I think it's a German word. Can I make it cuter? Sure, if you want to. But it's, it, it describes that whole thing where, where you're, you're, in a, you're in a spot where you don't think about anyone else. You can't imagine yourself being with anyone except for this one person. Like a stalker. But the thing is, no, like love, like, like you know, uh, but the thing is, that is a temporary biological state and it does fade over time as, as brain chemistry. It, it is it's 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 brain chemistry as mammals we're not we're not biologically designed that way and it's kind of a holdover from you know, tens of thousands of years ago when we only lived for like 30 years. And, and so we didn't get a lot of you know we didn't get a lot of opportunities to you know perpetuate the species and so forth. And but now we're we're living so much longer that we're we're experiencing this conflict between our sort of genetic programming and the reality of what modern society is like. So set the book set before dawn, which I have not touched in a long time. They do talk about um, wait, what's it called? Sexy for dawn. Um, Ooh, the best, the best. And kind. so, uh, <laughs> but they 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 look at the different. Uh, mating and partnership practices and how that's a type of society like whether it's agricultural or hunter, hunter gatherer and how industrial evolution influence and so I think with, what they do a great job of presenting that book is that like people love the the patterns of partnership or groups of partnership actually correlate with the types of society whether it's hunter gatherer Absolutely. or agriculture how industrial not industrial totally. they are and so I don't know I feel like that maybe relates to maybe like the type of life that we live now in terms of like how urban you are, how city you are, or what your life is like. And it really does. That, that's um, a really good point, yeah. The, the whole game. notion, as I was saying before, of, yeah. of monogamy and, and in certain religions, like uh, we're sort of mandated to, we got to have a whole bunch of kids. That all comes from ancient agrarian society where people didn't have long lifespans. And if you wanted to, you know, if you wanted to grow your crops and, and take care of your farm and stuff you like that. Labor. You had to have as many kids as, as you could possibly have while you were still physically capable uh, of doing it, of having kids in a healthy way without, you know, dying in childbirth. It would have been even better right then. It, so many it would, yeah, and so it was actually more common in that, in that period of time. Huh? Absolutely. And so, I don't, know, and I don't know, I guess, like, what I, I don't know, I think what I find among, I don't know, poly... Couples that are polyamorous or couples that practice forms of non-monogamy, um, or what I kind of like or inspired by, I think is I think the I there's like a 
the idea of love that is not attached to ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or in some ways it can be startling because you're like, oh, what is my girl? No, yeah. Uh, they're like, but I, but I, I think I like like them as kind of like, oh, I'm a person, a human being with my life, my interests, my partner. We didn't like is, merge into yeah, some is their own person. <laughs> we agree to be together, and then right. like, he likes these things, I like these things. Yes. Yeah. Some things do together, but some things we don't do together at all. Like, I like yeah. the idea of like non-cat, like the Absolutely. non-ownership, and it's so like, I just, it yeah. sounds like friendship. You know, it sounds like, you know, being able to, like, that's a good thing. You and know, isn't that what love's supposed really to be? Being able to really allow you to be, like, whoever yeah. you are and not always be, like, owned by one another. That's it, yeah. Can I yes. something to you? Yes. The first time I went to your house, um, I had this breakthrough about, because I was like, I have something, like, I can never with anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't care how mad in love with we are, how dating-ish, or booed up or bait up or how good the D is, whatever. <laughs> we can't live together. They can spend the night a lot, but we can't live together. He like, wanted a Frida Kahlo house. I, I still want to come with the bridge in the middle, baby. Yeah. Well, I come well, Frida Diego show up. I have the money. But I went to your house, and what I liked was um, you and your partner in the situation, you're like, oh, this is my bookshelf, mm-hmm. and this is his bookshelf. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, this is my closet, oh, and this is his closet. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh. You're like, oh, wait, we c- you could. So people can live together, is that- and you don't have to, like, mush it all together. You can, like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I have my yeah. stuff, you have your stuff. I like all I my like, stuff I mush together. Like, I can live oh, somebody, don't mush. Yeah. And I can I have my own like space that they're not going to fuck with. All my stuff yeah. mush together. And they're gonna, I can, oh, I can have my own closet with somebody. God damn. <laughs> it was like, it blew me away. Totally. It was good. It was well, that's great. great. Totally. It's best when you have more stuff and then you have to take up more closet space and you're like, oh, this little one's yours. But I just have so many things. (laughs) (laughs) This might might be a little bit off topic, but you you brought up the Industrial Revolution. I I, I cannot speak eloquently or or very... We're back in the queer story. Which is a great great thing to bring up because it, it was a huge shift uh, not just in society, but in, in human sexuality. Prior to the Industrial Revolution, oh, yeah. there there was no such thing as bedrooms, for instance. Three or four generations of a family would all sleep in the same room, and people would have sex and whatever. And it was just you were you were exposed to it from a young age. It was it was totally normal. And you would uh, when you were basically when you finished puberty, you were 14, 15 years old, you would move out of the house, get a job, start a family, and this was perfectly normal. Then the Industrial Revolution came along, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, there weren't as many unskilled, these unskilled labor jobs for these young people mm-hmm. uh, who are trying to you know, start their own families, all kind of disappeared because they'd been replaced by machines. And, so, and, and uh, machines, <laughs> machines and, and slave labor. Yeah. Well, slave labor existed yeah. before that, but, but also that, yeah. And, oh, and so that was when uh, we... Uh, we created high school to further people's education. We basically we we uh, upped the also we age. passed child labor laws, right? We passed child child labor laws. We upped the age of adulthood to eighteen, uh, where previously was was much much lower. I mean, even my my, my grandmother got married when she was fifteen, and that was that was way after the industrial revolution. Um, what was my point? <laughs> no, well, the industrial revolution, like how it's impact on sex. It, it had a huge yeah. impact on, on on human sexuality and and kind of created this this kind of modern American idea of of the the atomic family okay. right. group. And well, and then you and then you you contrast that against the current statistics and demographics, right? So millennials as a generations are marrying much later yeah. than any generation mm-hmm. before us. Um, like we are finally purchasing property. We're moving away. We are renters much longer. And, and compared to the the model, I mean, the generations before us, like sure, yeah, they were doing a thing. I mean, they're cool. I like them. But like in terms of like breaking the atomic model of mm-hmm. or the the fucking the nuclear family. Nuclear. That's what I meant. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The yeah. nuclear um, family. Like our generation is doing it. Statistically, like we have data to prove that we are doing it in ways that generations before us never had and never will. I feel like we realize, like, for, I think we have realized that. And we have prepared I don't know, because I think we, we realize, like, what does not work for us. And, and I, I think yeah. that we've had, like, this legacy of 
And I take shit so much about them because they get on my fucking nerves these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh god, that's totally about it. Um, but I talk so much about you know some of these generations, like the baby boomers, mm-hmm. um, and like Generation X. And so I think we have this history of kind of social rebellion, uh, generational level, like kind of being here, mm-hmm. you know, like your parents were boomers and they were. But their rebellion stopped. My, my parents were. I'm trying to stop dragging baby boomers so much. But then Generation X and like, you know, I was those are my older, you know, people I looked up to. Yeah. But I feel like we have realized like what does not work for us, and then we also have like these elders who are boomers and who are Xers who are kind of like, I think definitely okay. Like if it doesn't work, don't do it. And so right. I think we have mm-hmm. a lot more support and able to be like, this does not work for yes. us. And that's, or this is what makes me happy. Or we right. So we're going to flip the script. I, I have, totally agree. Well, we yeah. have our parents who are, who are baby boomers who like work their whole lives and they're like, you know, if you don't like your job, don't do it every day. Because look at my body. I did a shitty job for 40 years to mm-hmm. pay this yes. mortgage. Yeah. Like, that's that's kind of what I'm trying I'm to get I'm retired now. My body feels like shit for what? Well, you know what broke me up actually the other day on Tumblr or some social media site? It was someone's like grandma being like, if I would have grown up in the days that you grew up, I would have been an engineer, a queer woman, like I would have been all these things. But because, and I'm like, God damn, like, and, 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 you know, and thank God for our, for our elders who did the work so we can live in this, in, in this millennial privilege. I mean, because they didn't have as many choices as we did. They didn't have access to the same way we had access. And, and so, like, I want to honor that, but at the same time, like, I also need them to let go. Yeah. Let go some of some of those they're vestiges. Not, they're, not, they're not going to. Well, I mean, I, I don't one know. day they want to have a choice. My grandmother told me, I guess I have a semester, my grandmother told me she, uh, my grandmother is a very out, very out queer woman. Um, and his name has been, oh, you cool. know, a lesbian, my, a lesbian and a strong feminist, and, you know, she was a, one of the early students of Susanna Budapest, who's oh, kind yes. of, but, um, uh, I love Marisa's grandmother. She's cool, but she we also amazing. struggle a little bit, too. Yeah, but I want to be here. That's what she's here about to go. I think we both agreed that, like, when we're here doing family time, that, like, <laughs> we need time away from people, and That's so we do our own thing. I would love um, to meet her. She's great. And so, she's so post-tweet. My girl, we go to the cafe and like some really fine ass like lat like Latina stud walked by. And both of them and, and my grandmother like dropped her jaw and was like, and I was like, oh, you like aggressive chops too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, genetic. Genetic yeah, girl. <laughs> no, no, but uh, but she talked about like her first. She married three men before she you know um, came out and you know reinvented herself. But she said like her first husband. She said that she married him. Because her mother told her that she had to. Right. See, that's the wow. shit that makes me sad. And she said that, like, when she came out, left her family, moved to LA, and decided to go to school, she was like, the first time she did something that she wanted to do. Uh, and I was like, she had been daughter and wife. Yep. Her whole life, daughter and wife. And I was like, and you know, you think like that type of mentality would only exist. In the industrial era, but you're like, right. but this was the '60s, the '70s, the '80s, oh, yeah. girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so well, you're that's... like, holy shit, like, yeah. It took you to be lived for like 30 years before you felt like you could make your own. I mean, choices. how lucky are we? I mean, sad and, and I think it's important time. to like, we should never take that for granted. I never want to say that, but at the same time, Just like, the the struggle, the 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 movement for progress should not end. Like, we have to continue to fight for this stuff. Of course. What do you, okay, so I'm going to rip this back, because I, I really... Sorry, we, I, we started getting like millennial, generational no, no, stuff. No, I, just, okay. I, I wonder, like, do you feel like this kind of poly, like, should we say it's a movement, or the poly movement, do you think it, it has had an impact on the way in which people date, it's, or partner, or hook up at all, and what do you, yeah. So it's moved me, and uh, and I know it's like, cheesy but like as far as like a movement like it's it's made me question my values what I want in my life my future goals all of those things and I and I honestly believe like after learning more about it and 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 what have you I think it's a question that everyone needs to ask themselves what type of relationship do you really want because I mean because you know I hate to be the, the socialized, like, I don't know, Tumblr queen, but like, 
we've all been socialized to think monogamy is the answer. And I think it's important that all of us, in the same way that many queer, and this is why we're ahead of the game, as always, mm-hmm. queer people have to question, question like, wait, heterosexuality, is that for me? In the, and I think in the same way, we should all question monogamy, is that right for me? And and whatever you wherever you fall on that, yeah, you, you fall. Yeah, because yeah, but the, but it's important that you question it. Yeah, and that's all I. That's all I. Because when you're as somebody who doesn't date, who is like you know doesn't date, like, I was trying to think. I was like, am I monogamous or am I polyamorous? <laughs> that's a really good. Question. And I don't. I think you can be both. Absolutely. Is the thing. I think it it depends on the person. It depends on. On, on the situation and to what you were saying, Moises, it's like... Bruce is so happy just, just so being, now. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, true, though. Just the, just, just, uh, just the fact of being queer, being anything other than straight. It's funny, I had this uh, really long conversation with one of my best friends a little while ago. He's, he's super, super straight. And uh, and we were we were drinking and staying up late, and, and we had this really long conversation about uh, his his tumultuous kind of... Love life, and he was so telling you and your straight friend were up all night. You talk about how <laughs> yes, girl. he was telling me all these stories <laughs> well, uh, my show, uh, about these girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not that hot, but um, <laughs> oh, broke straight folks. No, they're just kind of. But no, I was just I was amazed, like sitting here listening to him go on uh, uh, for a very long time uh, about just the kind of the ins and outs of. Uh, of how straight people kind of interact with each other oh, and things like flights. that, and it okay. was like it was like an episode of it was like an episode of Seinfeld, really. Yeah. And at the end of it, I I had this kind of revelation. I was like, wow, I always thought that being queer, like I had it harder than than straight people. My life was harder. It is. You know, and it is in a lot of ways. I I don't. Sure. I, I'm walking I'm, down the street, but when it comes to sex, uh, and I'm, I'm not denying that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's... We got codes? That, that's we exactly have, my point. Yes. Like, Language? Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly my point. people don't know about yeah. sexual health. Exactly. No. This, this is my point. Like, when I was younger, you know, it was... You know, it was... It was, it was, uh, it was dangerous. You don't know. You know, you go and hit on a, a random guy. You don't know if he's just going to beat you up or whatever. No, that's but, what but, but the thing is, after... You know, after hearing him explain all of these things and all of this, there's all of these complicated uh, rituals attached to society when it comes to straight relationships. And he was like getting in arguments with this girl about, you know, who gets to pay for dinner and, and all of this crazy stuff. And it just, it just like blew my mind. And I realized that maybe the reason why this doesn't so much happen with queer folks is because there's already this level of communication that that needs to happen if you're queer. You, yeah. you you need to be upfront about, okay, what kind of sex do you like? What are, you know, all of this yeah, kind of... I see a lot there, of signs a, first. There's a I conversation <laughs> that, that about this that has to happen mm-hmm. before anything, you know, happens. Well, and so and this doesn't happen for straight people because there's just this yeah. assumption. Absolutely. And so one Being question straight to you all, yes. how many hours have you spent Talking to straight folks about their non-communicative. <laughs> oh God! Sex. I mean, we can I talk about know. their relationships. I don't even know. But but I give even the best. Spe- I give the best relationship but advice. But even to the more people. specifically sexual advice. And, and and I and and don't get me wrong. Yeah. Don't get me yes. wrong. All my straight we friends, are. I love you, and I'm so privileged to be in that position of trust. And I give you goddamn good advice because. Because we're coming from a community that's already deinvested from the sexist binary. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Deinvested because it's, it's, it's a binary. It doesn't work for us. It is militarized against us. Exactly. Which is why it's dangerous for us to invest. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. you have to deinvest for survival. Absolutely. Right. And so it's. And, and, and there's been exactly. so many times that I've had conversations with folks and they're like, oh my god, this is so wild. This is, I've never talked about. And I'm like, this is, this is regular, like, queer boy discourse. I don't. Yeah. I mean, not to use, like, discourse in that way. No, no. But, like, it, it is. Because I feel like after a pond meeting, you know, like, let's just say, um, base level. Base level. We're going to hook up. Okay. I think we are an embodied saying, like, okay, I'm this person. This is what I am into, so I'm looking for tonight. And, like... What are you looking for tonight? Right. 
And and like I think we're and yeah. I think that I are think you a top or your bottom? What are you into? It's and straight people don't have that conversation. No, and let's and let's like so. How would you go about this? So there's my place would be problematic. Your place would be great. Like I think we're and I think they should. And and the people I think they should. And the communities that are. The communities that always have more agency are always really good at appropriating and want to copy what the other, like, subcultures have had to do to survive, right? Yeah. For example, the this is like... The all the gay shit. Exactly. Yeah. So, Tinder is a thing in this, and it's a new yeah. thing for them. Yeah. But it's... Hooking oh, up... Yeah. So, hooking up online mm -hmm. has been something that we've had to do yes. to survive, right. yep. to find joy, yep. to find love in our lives. Yes. And then, and it's new for them, and they're learning things, and, and I'm coaching them through that. But then, okay, so there's that piece of it. Yes. But then I'm talking to, to straight women, and I'm like, oh no, when I'm on the app, it asks me about what position I want to do, what's my HIV status, right. the last time I've been tested, yeah. whether, you know, like, and, and right. all these questions. And she's like, the, what? They, people, you... Folks volunteer that information. I'm like, oh yeah, like, yeah. Don't you? We've been in the game for get a minute. I'm like, like we're not having this Get to the point. And they, they, they do it at all. They should. Oh. And they so, make so I think much easier. And, and just to circle back. Or they're and very just, optional, and you don't have to fill them out at all. Like, oh, okay, okay great, well, but I think has yes. HIV status, but you really don't have to fill that. No, out I mean everything is optional. That's not The fact that it's even an option. Okay, trash. We're not talking about. The fact that it's even an option, though. The fact that it's even an option and standardized, and and just to circle back because you know I'm an optimist, and then to ask our final three questions. Yeah, um, let's do it. So I um, opened the podcast naming that queens, queens and queers have been doing this way better. Time memorial. And and just. I'm more organized, more honest, more real about it than our heterosexual peers. And not to say that they haven't been doing it, but they have. But our community has been doing this, especially more modernly, in a way that I think is beautiful and like yeah. lovely yeah. and great. Um, so praise to us, heteros, you're doing it. You Wait, have a lot it, to learn. Can we just have a moment of silence for the glory of Queen of the Queers? <sighs> Amen. Hey man, we're brilliant. <laughs> Praise. No! Dominique, you're fucking up the goddamn podcast. <laughs> I apologize. Continue. <laughs> so we <laughs> Look at us ahead of the game. All, we are the culture makers. We are the movement makers. And continue to be. So... Mm -hmm. You're, you're the music maker. You're welcome, world. And with we that, um, so our but so our our closeout questions are: if something once again that I saw like um, <laughs> one of the apps, I mean, when I was looking for the um, but it was, it was two questions. Um, so whoever wrote this originally, I have no idea who you are, but I'm glad you did because it stuck with me. And we closed out with two questions for our guests: um, what are you reading? Um, what do you love? And what makes you come? And you can answer this question however literal or figurative you want. Mm -hmm. So the call question for all guests, we want you to answer. Um, what are you reading? What do you love? And what makes you come? I'm sorry, reading or eating? Reading, reading I think that was. Reading. reading. <laughs> okay, so we just go around. Yeah, yeah. Who, who wants to volunteer as a tribute? Uh, okay, I'll start. There you go. Birthday uh, boy, <laughs> Jordan S. Uh, I'm reading a series of books by, I'm forgetting the author's name, Leon uh, Hearn. Or Hearn? Leon Hearn. Uh, who's actually a woman, that's a, a pseudonym that she uses. She actually, uh, she also writes children's books. Um, but now she's, uh, she's writing a, a series of, uh, of sort of, uh, historical fiction called The Tales of the Otori. Which is like this kind of historical fiction set in ancient Japan yes. about uh, ninja and samurai and, yes. and stuff like that. And she's a brilliant writer, and I, I love the way that she writes male characters, and and they they're occasionally lovers and things like that. And uh. she has this very kind of normalized way of like, yeah, this is this this is what life is like. And uh, brilliant writer, I highly recommend. She's actually a ling she's a, a professor of linguistics. So just the way that she writes is, is uh, it's really it's really a joy to read. I uh, recommend it. And there's, so there's, there's a bit of hot reading. sex in it. What, what do you, you love? love? 
Oh, I thought we were just gonna go around. Oh no! no I'll no, need no, a minute. I'll need a minute. I'll need a minute. No, go. We want to. No, no, no. Around. So we gotta answer. Just rapid what love. What I love. Rapid shot. Um. Be a celebrity. It could be Art, yourself. Beautiful things. Oh, okay. You know what I love? Recently, did you guys see uh, Tom Holland, who's the new Spider-Man, yes. Yes. on uh, doing uh, mm-hmm. uh, Rihanna's umbrella? I saw pictures. On it was uh, very cute. on a uh, what is it? That MTV show? Yes. Uh, Lip Sync Battle. Lip Sync Battle. Okay. So oh my just, God! So in love with that. Can I just say one thing? So. But that's kind of a shallow. I want to. I want to completely acknowledge that. That show is straight people appropriating it is. drag race. I like drag. <laughs> it is. For days. <laughs> if you dress in drag, you win like automatically. But he fucking killed it. But he killed it so hard. I never anticipated that English bitch to dance oh, yeah. that good. Well, no. So he's, <laughs> he's, he's in the theater. He, he played he Billy popping. Elliot on the West End for like two years. Oh, see, so he's Color me ignorant. He knows Color me ignorant. He knows how to dance. What's making you come? Same thing. Tom Holland. Same answer. So yeah, Tom sure. Alright. Mm. Oh yes. What are you reading? What do you love? What makes you come? What am I reading? I am reading um a lot of things. Um mostly a lot of Twitter. I've been reading Twitter. That's the best answer ever. Yes. Because um I've been using it recently, I've been following a lot of people and a lot of very intelligent well read or just kind of clever people and it's really helped me shape my you know uh, opinions more and be more articulate and um, to brighten my day and be funny and so that's why black twitter is beautiful and amazing black twitter is the greatest thing yes it is the greatest thing ever and the power and the quote and the quote one tweet it was like black twitter is just like how we normally talk just what on I love Twitter. That. I love every time how, when NPR tries to talk about black Twitter. It is, oh my god. Awkward. It is the most awkward, hilarious moments right. on Morning Edition you will ever hear. They try to use the word shade every now and then. I'm like, oh girl. Oh my god. So that's right. the best thing I've ever Twitter is like. Twitter is making you a happier, healthier person. It is, that's because it just is uh, a bunch of. Not like reinforcement of negative things that I think, because it makes me um, focus on negative parts of myself and things that I think about. So that's what it's good for. It's not an echo chamber that reinforces negative things as well as positive. It checks me while saying that. Yeah. Well, no, just some people like we keep bringing up Tumblr all the time. It's like Tumblr has that problem where it reinforces all your good feelings and negative. That is true. So what is making you come right now? Okay. And. That, um, oh, love and then comes. Okay, love. Um, what I love right now is Drag Race because it's yes. been very entertaining and fun and irritating and I love Valentina, but that was, I don't care what reality show you're doing, Drag Race or Amazing Race or whatever, just don't embarrass yourself on national television. That's what like, are you, what's making you come? Yes, okay. And what's making me come? is um basically you if you go on no if you go into tumblr and then you could actually go into all the straight porn and they hadn't taken down all those videos yet for some reason they struck all the gay ones down but if you got all the straight tumblr those videos are still up so so dominique loves black twitter and straight tumblr yes jordan jordan um tell us jordan what B. are you reading what do you love and what makes you come? Close to the mic. Okay. Um, what am I reading? Well, I started The Land of Laughs, actually. It's really good so far. I like it a lot uh, by Jonathan Carroll. I like, read a lot of fantasy. Um, oh, yes. I like to be. I like to be. Nice. Oh, love. Okay. Musical theater, always. It is my life. You, me, both on the Dia. <laughs> Right on. You're not on the DL. You're not on the musical theater. Me, that's a I like your answer. What makes you come? What makes you come? Um, so I'm like a really private person and I answer. They can be figuratively. There's like, no wrong answer. One time I said like popsicles. That could be both, <laughs> to be honest. I don't know what I, I, I cannot comprehend that right now. I'll just say I'm very old fashioned and. What brings you joy, motherfucker? A good old fashioned date. 
I'll put out for a good old-fashioned date. Yes, grand gestures. That's hard. Ask me if you want a. Would you like a coke? I'll be like, oh, and you can have it all. I will say the modern version of grand gestures. You know, the Disney stuff that doesn't exist. You know, the gestures are usually smaller than that. Like the whole like the magic carpet ride. That's not gonna happen. Let's see. Daisy. So, Jesse, what are you reading? Romantic. What do you love and what makes you come? Um, so I'm reading lots of magazines. There's <laughs> what kind of magazines? Uh, a lot of times I get caught up in these like health magazines or like physical, like print magazines. Uh, like oh, yeah, yoga yeah. or like, very, like male school, fitness, like, like uh no, well, kind of a combination sometimes of like yeah. Sometimes both. Male fitness. I was gonna say yoga, I got a, a lot of like goodness, but I don't really read like, the articles. Uh, maybe like a vegetarian like magazine and Ooh. anyway just yeah so I have too many things I want to read Could too be so many cool. things I want to read and <laughs> I love plants and my dog like I just oh. those two things I just love I love them in other people's oh. spaces but of course then my dog I love I just love my dog he's my son posting plant exchange stay oh, tuned yes. are you serious about that yes I love it's happening it. this spring I love it yes so plants just yes anyway summer and then, it's happening um, this summer that better mean uh, me what makes me come? Passion. Oh, I love it. Oh, I like your answer better than mine. Magazines, plants, and passion. So cute. Your turn, Maurice. It's your turn, Maurice. All right, Maurice. What is? What are you reading? Uh, what am I reading? I probably ain't reading shit, but. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally standing what? on a stack of books. Doesn't have, doesn't Did you read a cereal box? You know, you know read? what? Legit, I had this moment where I was like, oh yeah, I'm a yoga teacher, huh? Remember I did that last year? So, um, no, I've been um, honestly uh, trying to go back. I've read a lot of yoga stuff. Yes. Awesome. Going back to like, um, Bob Binder for my training and um, uh, Krishnamacharya, the father of modern yoga. The guys who uh, one of the folks in India who kind of um, was one of the pioneers in bringing um, yoga from the practice of like the priests into like secular society, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and so he has some texts that blew my mind when I was training, so I kind of bring back some of Jay Krishnamacharya. Um, so yeah, yoga stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm yoga nerdings. I'm like, oh yeah, that's yeah. That's, I'm that's awesome. Yeah. Things. Um, what do I love? What do you love? Um. <laughs> Let's be more creative. So last episode we all loved ourselves, which is beautiful. And I'm here. Oh, that's great. Um, you know what? You know what it is. I just I love my skin. I was gonna I say that. Yeah. <laughs> I am a deeply melanated person. Yes. And uh, I always believed, and I still do believe that sunburns were impossible for someone of my uh, genetic composition. And I had... Are they not? Well, yes, they are. They um, but I had an experience where I got a sunburn on my face and it fucked up my skin for mad long. And as you can tell, I still have some things on my face. But, um, and so I learned that it was possible that if I don't take care of myself and use the shea butters and the coconut oils, then I can't get a skin... Yes. I can get a sunburn, and so and his and his skin is resilient and beautiful. I have a couple yeah. of permanent and scars from and so like I know, like my mom, all the people were like laughing at me, like ha ha, right, laughing, right. Laughing. <laughs> right. Um, but all the skin I've, I've actually got you. Every lucky person in my world was like, "That's what you get, you arrogant son of a bitch." Um, so <laughs> I've learned that people that, that dark skinned black man can't actually burn. I had a hashtag on Instagram. Oh called Black Man Sunburn. Like, <laughs> I was going through it. It was an issue for me. But I left my skin because, you know, I've, I've been, you know, applying the oils and doing the ingredients to take care of it. That's probably why it looks as good as it does now. Yeah. Um, we need to get the information out. I think more people need to know this. Yes. Um, and what makes me come? I don't know. Um, I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think I'm coming right now. What makes me come? Um... I'm going to be vulnerable tomorrow night and do something that, um, I'm so proud of you. You know, the control freak of me would not normally do, and uh -huh. I'm going to, is, is this a date, yes? 
It's a date. <gasps> I'm gonna go on a date with somebody I met online, and um, it seems really illogical. But like a date, date, y'all. Like a date, date. I'm not friendly. Not just like a in the butt date. <laughs> like we go out and I'm contemplating who's paying for what in my head. Well, I'm oh, trying. Well, listen, we're like Gosh. trying not to meet at any, anybody's house, like so it's a proper date. Oh, so cute. So like, um, sorry, you know the the, we, the how we met was to hook up, and so it's, we've been talking or whatever, and so we're just gonna you know see if we should just fucking get it over with and become strangers in a week, or if we should like I don't know explore. So I'm gonna do be vulnerable. We're completely doff it, different. He's got a dog, I want a cat. We shouldn't even be talking to each other, but I'm gonna go to date. And so that's what made making me come is that I'm gonna do something different. Right. I like it. Um, so I'll get through this quick. Um, because last episode I sucked and I wasn't reading anything, I'm gonna provide two things. Mm -hmm. um, for those of you who are reading, I just started Emergent Strategies by Adrian mm -hmm. Marie Brown. Yes. And literally, I said I just started, I read the introduction, and my life has already changed. Um, what? It, I'm here for it. It is, it's so good. I was confused initially because it opens you up to, like, a different section of the book, because why should we read literally? Shut your mouth. She did that? Yeah, shut up. And then I was like, no, I, I haven't read any of it yet. And, and, the, and then I will go back to the intro, it's like, girl, you can read this in whichever direction you want. Well, there you go. Um, Can we take a moment? There's a, there's You're allowed a, to read a book in a different... Oh, my God. There's a, there's a Q-Pop uh, reading group <laughs> that's starting. So, so that's amazing. But for those of you who are not into reading books, and, and I'm one of those, but I also always like to support a comic artist. Yes. So um, um, someone that I'm in love with right now is Max Wittert on Tumblr. You can find him at Max Witt, W-I-T-T-E-R-T. Um, and, or also maxwitter.com, I probably should plug that first, um, but does some amazing X-Men, but it's hilarious, Jean Grey is the worst, and is, like, You had me at Jean Grey is the worst. worst. <laughs> you had me X-Men fan Um, what am I loving, um, what am I loving right now, um, um, I'm loving... Yo, man. Are you loving it? dog. I'm actually loving the my ability to like I don't know promote other folks. I think that's that's what I'm loving. Having right a platform, like, nice. Well, like professionally, like in the workplace, and I recently became a supervisor of someone, and I don't know. I feel like I'm doing a good job, so um, yeah. so I'm loving that. Um, what's making me come? Um, so you know how people make porn like Latin porn for like. Wide eyes. Yes. Um, but sometimes I watch that porn and Boy, it feels like justice. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, these Mexicans are doing it for this Chicano. Like, yes. <laughs> I love you. But at the same time, I also get it because uh -huh. they're hot as shit. Like, I'm yes. like, oh, god yeah, right? damn, this is moving me. So, um, so I'm loving that. Oh, like, Enrique Cruz in the night uh, changed my life in around two thousand. Latin for Latin. Latin for Latin. I'm here for it. Bitch, is that a, you know, that a move, man. Boom. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much. This has been Fab. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.